fear the talking queers. Hey, bitch. Hi, bitch. No, I really mean that. You're high. <laughs> oh, yes, that is true. Yeah, it's my turn this week. Uh, you were definitely uh, stoned out of your mind. And I know this for a fact because after editing last week's episode, I heard all the things like that I cut out that really incriminated you for being higher than ah! you seem on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but we love it. We love it. I feel good. Sovereign flying. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that's been going on with me is that I have a, n- a new full-time job. And uh, I know on here, I told you guys that I was waiting tables. Well, she's not waiting tables no more. She is uh, selling the bud. So <laughs> Bitch, yes. Yeah. Which is awesome. I, uh, a new journey i just have a lot of things i need to try because you got to try these things in order to sell them right i think exactly you have to practice what you preach yeah absolutely so i uh i've been enjoying the uh samples and the the goodies i've received from this new job so i think it enhances uh performance the best qualities oh yeah performance the performance enhancer for me it definitely helps like really get the party started within and like really be just the funniest okay. bitch I can be on this podcast. Oh my God. I, I feel like it expands my mind. So I, you can't tell me nothing. I am the smartest person in the room when I smoke. <laughs> right. And I have a stizzy pen. Um, and if you want to sponsor a stizzy, mm-hmm. like I'm, we're down. We're totally down. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I love stizzy. That's a big part of my uh, store. We have a whole, we have a whole stizzy section. Oh, in my perfect. store and they're so sexy we have this like sexy video of these girls like who just look like baddies they're just like in their um co- like cute calvins like smoking their sizzy pen i'm like ooh, i want that to be me so you did see my video you saw my commercial oh ah! my god was that you <laughs> that was me oh my god i think you changed your hair color i didn't recognize you but oh by the way i'm jake oh i'm frankie but we're also fear the talking queers Hey, that's right. Yes. (laughs) Welcome to the show. So um, today, I know this episode is going to come out a little bit later. Uh, We're trying to be more organized over here. But today was a very exciting announcement because today, out of nowhere, Jordan Peele dropped that poster for the new movie. Nope. Oh, my God. I know. And I, I mean, what were your thoughts? Like, what do you think it's about? Any early theories coming from you? Oh my god! I mean, uh, okay. Looking at the poster, I'm gonna pull. I'm literally gonna pull up the poster right now so I can like deep examine it because okay. there. I'm sure there are clues in there, right? Yeah, there's like a big giant cloud, and then there's like something hanging from it—a rope or like a rope with flags. like it looks like little flags. Oh, what'd you call me? <laughs> it's really, and then it's like over like a kind of secluded town in the middle of some mountains yeah it looks like maybe like somewhere in alaska almost or montana i don't know yeah montana yeah i'm gonna say montana yeah and uh, it's gonna be starring daniel kaluuya yes oscar winner yes miss kiki palmer i guarantee that she's gonna be the one with the line that says nope i'm out of here oh i'm sure (laughs) my first thoughts were that it was going to be maybe 
I was hoping for like a Jordan Peele creep show type of movie. And at the end of every right. at the end of every story, there's just a character that goes, Nope. nope. <laughs> Ooh, that's kind of brilliant. That's cute. They walk in I think and that's they see the is. scene of all the dead bodies. Nope. And then blackout credits, next one. Yeah, exactly. A, a source very close to us on Instagram. Oh, yes. Yeah, so we won't say who. Yes, anonymous. But apparently they have a relative. I won't say how they're related. But that is working on the set of Nope. And they said that they know a brief summary of the plot. Aliens. Ah, I'm scared! <laughs> <laughs> There's Jake's worst nightmare come to life. Jordan Peele movie about aliens. Like, like I don't know, like... I'm. That's gonna be a really interesting melt of like Jordan Peele's like style yeah. with an alien film. Like, I wonder what that's gonna. It'll be. It'll be interesting to see his point of view as far as aliens. Yeah, because it, those can be interpreted in so many different ways. Right. Exactly. I mean, I bet this one will have a lot to do with science too. I feel like sci-fi movies. That's his jish. Yeah. Yeah. That is his jish. So he's he's good at science fiction. <gasps> what? <laughs> I was just going to say another important announcement is January. Oh my God. Yeah. We didn't even think about to talk about this. Yes. What are we doing, bitch? Okay. So Jake texted me while I was at work and he was like, oh my God, guess what? Or no, not even. You didn't even say all that. You didn't even hype it up. You were like very casual about it. You were like, no, I'm literally staring at the screen for the screamathon that's happening in January. I have my ticket in the car and I'm just like, should I check out? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so he sends me the deeds and you guys, it's like a total screamathon. It's a really a Kevin Williamson tribute. Right. But it's very scream centric. So it's like, it's an all day thing, 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. Oh my God. How are we going to fucking survive? No, seriously. Thursday, the 13th of January to Friday, the 14th. Then it's going to be Scream 1, 2, 3, 4, 2 Kevin Williamson projects. So you can either select, I think, a ticket for I Know What You Did Last Summer and Teaching Mrs. Tingle. So we might watch mm-hmm. um, I Know What You Did Last Summer, but Miss Tingle, girl. Yeah. That's not like a good time to go run to Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Or you can go Want see Cursed tacos. and the Faculty, which honestly kind of sounds on hit. I wish Cursed would have been with I Know What You Did Last Summer. That would have been the perfect. Yes, note. I know. I know. For us. For us. People love the Faculty, though. and I know they I'm do. I'm sure the price is surprised why. that we didn't pick that. But I, I love I Know What You Did Last Summer. I'd pick that over all of those movies. So yeah, I was totally. like, all right. That's going to be the one I'd want to do. And I Know What You Did Last Summer is like the classic that launched us, launched our career into fame. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It's our most played episode. Oh, it was well, for the longest time. It's in our time. top three now. Yeah. Crazy. I'm so excited to see these movies in a movie theater. So this is going to take place at LA Live in downtown LA. And there's going to be panels. There's said surprises. Like, who's going to show up? Will Ghostface be there? Will I get stabbed to death? Here's hoping. Hello, to top it off, at midnight, they're going to be showing Scream 2022. Oh, yeah, that's the whole lead up. So I didn't even mention that. So everything's leading up to a midnight uh, premiere of Scream 2022. So exciting. And I literally was thinking this. I was like, I should take a trip down to Jake. Yeah. So that we can watch Scream Scream 5 together. Because we watched Scream 4 with each other in theaters, like, six or seven times <laughs> yeah like a lot of times we did that and so we have to keep the tradition going 
we'll be hosting the Q&A. Yeah, from the men's bathroom on the east side of the building. <laughs> so Mr. Williamson, on the topic of Scream 3, was it worth it? <laughs> <laughs> Did you work it? Did you put your thing down, flip it, and reverse it? I stand for them in the flan yet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a tarot reading. Ooh, okay. I think that sounds pretty appropriate for uh, our offering today. So why don't we do it? Okay. Well, okay, so I'm going to need to do a couple of things. Let's ask about the success of our podcast. Yeah, that's a that good one. That's what I want to know about. Okay, so first let me clear, cleanse the room by uh, lighting some Palo Santo. You guys do not buy Palo Santo. This is a horrible example. Do not buy white sage. Just don't do it. But I'm going to light it right now. <laughs> Wait, why? What's the, <laughs> because what's white, the warning about? White, <laughs> white sage is endangered <laughs> because it's being illegally harvested for white people to smudge their houses pretending that they're doing some kind of native american ritual and really all they're doing is harming the culture wow palo santo it's always it's also one of those things that's being overly harvested because of the increased interest in you know spirituality and things like that okay we're cleansing the room with the palo santo so we're cleansing the room of anything that might harm us anything that might give us some negative energy into our reading or deter the answers, trick us into thinking something is true. So get out of here, evil spirits, demons, and all those other things, right? Fuera. Fuera de mi vista. Okay. (laughs) So so now we're we're going to um, call in who we want to ask to help us guide, to help guide us through the reading. Mm -hmm. The universe. Yes, absolutely. Miss Universe. Miss Universe. <laughs> Miss Mexico. <laughs> Miss Mexico. <laughs> We're going to ask the universe, the the positive aspects of the universe, the beings in the universe that have our best interest at heart. Let's shuffle these cards. I thought it would be appropriate to shuffle them three times because your life path number is two, mine is one, two plus one is three, and we're in season three of our podcast. So it's like synchronicity. Like this shit does not just happen. Okay, let's just shuffle the cards. So three times. So one, two, three. Okay, I'm going to split them into three stacks. Okay, I'm going to flip over the first one. This is going to be sort of how we ins- how we came to be, like how Fear the Talking Queers was formed, right? Okay, so I'm getting the Queen of Coins. That sounds like a lot of money. Is there a money in that one? Queen of Coins? Is that a lot of money? Well, Coins is definitely the representative of the material world. But also, it, was, it helps nurture our times and our souls during COVID. So the COVID shutdown, really. But it also is kind of like a drive for success in this aspect as well. Of course. We want to do our best always. Be the best and beat the best. Okay, so let's see what our... (laughs) Okay, so let's see um, our present day... Ooh, bitch. Five of Swords. This is, like, not good. Oh, shit. <laughs> five is, like, an odd number, but it's also, like, right in the middle. It's, like, a, it's always conflict. Like, mm-hmm. five always carries conflict. So, um, five of swords, in this case, would mean conflict. And in a lot of ways, means competition. Ooh. Oh, shit. Uh, Who is trying to compete with Fear the Talking Queers? <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, that's definitely what it could mean. It could just mean, like, a, it could represent a pivotal time, like, a make or break moment. Okay, so here we go. Um, five of Wands. Oh, my God. Five, five, this five? Yet That's the side of the devil. Another 
No, no, no. The, <laughs> no, the first one is the Queen of Coins. But we did get just a Five of Swords, and we learned that a Five is not a good number. So now we have Five of Wands, which is like also conflict and competition. Whoa. Like, there's literally people beating each other on the card of the picture. Uh, beating each other with <laughs> oh wands. Oh my god. Okay, so... Is I, that the flavor of love tarot deck? I, it, doesn't it look like it? <laughs> like his pictures, that the paintings that he had in his house? Yeah. Oh my god, when, yes. When, when Sister Patterson said it was demonic. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, we need some clarification Yeah. on this, because this is not making sense. So let's pull the next one. Just let's ask for clarification. Let me actually shuffle um, this one more time. Okay, let's pull this. Okay, seven of coins. Okay, I forgot what this means. <laughs> Let me look it up. Oh, look, I flipped right to it. This must be, okay. Long-term view, sustainable results, perseverance, and investment. Ooh. So we're going to persevere through all of the trials and tribulations that might come our way this season. Yes, exactly. Full-time job, scheduling conflict. Um, We're going to push right through, baby. I know. And in this uh, picture, my book says that it's a man leaning on a hoe. So that definitely describes our podcast. Oh my god, yes. Just me and my hoe. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fool. Okay. <laughs> so now we have the fool. Something was telling me to pull another card. So I'm like, okay, let's pull another one. The fool. The fool is like the beginning of the journey. It's the zero. It's the very beginning of the major arcana in the tarot deck. So it's like a new beginning. Or is it a new outlook on our podcast? Ooh, yeah. Season three, new look, new, uh, you know, surprises, new twists, new turns. Yeah, maybe that's what it means. Maybe it's just like alluding to us. So like we have a, a bright little future ahead of us. Yeah, we've we've honestly, we've, um, we grew so much. So, girl, we grew so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking high. Okay. I, you know what? I'm probably tipsy too. I'm having a mojito. Ooh. It comes in a can. Oh, yum. Sesh? Yeah, sesh. The party is in session. That's their logo. Okay. The full, yeah, it's like a new journey. Like, and we did grow a lot between season one and season two. We did. So maybe in season three, we'll have even more growth. Maybe this is, maybe season three is a new beginning for us. Ooh, okay. Yes. How exciting. Okay. So the next card is going to be very important because this is what the fool is looking toward. So in the tarot deck, the fool is looking. Well, looking down at it, it's looking to my right, right? Right. The fool in the picture. So this is going to be like our future. Like this is the last card. So, okay. It is the world card, which is really good. It's also the end of the major arcana. So it's like we have the beginning looking toward the end. Oh my God, the end of the world. It might be the end of the world given the circumstances. Maybe the end of season three is the the apocalypse. That might be it. The world (laughs) might be crashing down as we're released, as people listen to our final words. Oh my God, Um, yes. (laughs) This also could mean a completion. Like maybe we've grown all we can and we end up giving it up. Or... Oh my God. At the end of this season, maybe we're going to be seeing the world, the potential that this podcast could bring oh, wow. so it could go either way it could be the end or it could be the beginning that's kind of beautiful and i think that's a lovely way to to wrap up that tarot reading yeah we're all done everything came in threes who knows i mean we haven't decided if this is our last season or not we're not even close to that yet we still have the entire year to get through before we decide if we're coming back or not so at, at the end of our season three journey we're gonna be in la together 
watching Scream 5. So th- honestly, this could be a whole new beginning, a whole new chapter of Fear the Talking Queers at the end of this. Ooh. Oh, I love it. I love it. There's I love so it. so much hope. Yeah, hope. We definitely want to thank the, before we move on, we definitely want to thank the universe for guiding us through our reading. And by blowing out these candles, we're going to sever the tie between us and the universe. Thank you for your message. You may now leave. Yes. It's very important. That was We've all seen what happened when they don't leave. <gasps> Can you hear me? Yeah, you're like really fucking delayed. I said, um, we know how important it is to sever the ties so that nothing sticks around. <laughs> or we've all seen what happens yeah. when the spirit stays around or something. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, we don't want to get involved in any of that. Uh, None of that shit. We have seen what it does in the uh, film of the week, which is 2020's Host. Ooh, yes. Host took audiences by surprise upon its release on Shudder of all places. Shudder, if also if you're looking for a podcast to sponsor, we're the ones. Yeah. Totally. 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it took the, uh, the quarantine world by storm because it was a movie that came out during quarantine about quarantine. Yeah. So I think it was really exciting to see something like that on screen at the time. Oh, totally. Yeah. It was like made during quarantine. It was like the closest current event you could possibly get in a movie. It was weird because we were still living it as the movie came out. The director said from the time it was incepted to the time it was released on Shudder, there was only 12 weeks that had gone by. Damn, that is crazy. I mean, it, I mean, it's we- and it's weird because it does, in a way, feel like a small project as far as movies go because it's like, oh, this is just some people on Zoom. But I'm sure like the creativity that it took and to set this whole like movie up because it's not completely like a one shot kind of deal but it seems like there was a lot of sequences that required just really long shots and like stunts to go perfectly well in the middle of it like they were heavily relying on the actors to like set up their own cameras and their own lighting and even like some of the scenes um are and i can't even point them out so i might as well just talk about this now but some of the scenes were like the actors and then they edit it so that when they're leaving their rooms it becomes a whole different house because now it's their stunt double in their own home pretending to pick up the pieces it's like oh my gosh how crazy ambitious ambitious and honestly a a triumph i this was I, I, you know, we should just get into it before Let's we just, jump you know, blow it. our load. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You never want to blow your load too early. No, definitely not. So um, <laughs> here is the synopsis of Host. I've never done this over Zoom. Obviously, we're not physically together, but there's no reason why Spirit can't communicate over the internet. Host, released in 2020. Written by Gemma Hurley, Rob Savage, and Jed Shepard. Directed by Rob Savage. Our movie begins on a Zoom session connecting to the laptop webcam of Haley, played by Haley Bishop. On a COVID-19 lockdown, Haley and her friends have decided to hold weekly Zoom calls to stay in touch. For this week's call, Haley has hired a medium to lead them in a seance. Haley hears tapping on her window. It is Gemma, played by Gemma Moore, asking Haley to let her into the Zoom meeting... <laughs> Sorry, Gemma. It's just... Let's just get it out of the way. Gemma? Gemma. Gemma. Her name's Gemma. (laughs) Gemma? Gemma. I think Gemma is just a disgrace. She's a disgrace to humanity. She is a fat cunt. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I knew it was gonna happen, so I was like, let's just get out of our systems. Gemma heads off to her nearby apartment while connected to the Zoom meeting. The rest of the friends join the meeting. Emma, played by Emma Louise Webb. Radina, played by Radina Drandova. Caroline, played by Caroline Ward, and Teddy, played by Edward Leonard, who is seen hanging out with his rich, disliked girlfriend, Ginny, played by Ginny Lofthouse, whom the group blames for Teddy changing. Haley explains to the group the medium will walk them through a seance, and she wants everyone to take it seriously and to be respectful. Each person has an item referred to as a trigger object, which is connected to a dead loved one they may want to communicate with. Haley's worked with a medium before and has always had an experience connecting with a dead spirit. As they wait for the medium, Radina argues with her recently moved-in boyfriend, Alan. Teddy shows the group around Ginny's dad's mansion. Emma plays around with face filters, and Caroline shows off a background effect where her backdrop changes to a pre-recorded video of herself walking around the room. Teddy proposes they start with a swig of alcohol and says every time the medium uses the term astral plane, they should take a drink. The group is soon joined by the medium, Salen, played by Salen Baxter, who admits she's never led a seance over Zoom. Salen confirms everyone has their trigger object, then asks them all to light a candle, which will serve as a beacon to attract spirits. Salen begins to guide the seance. She tells the group to be on the lookout for responses from the spirits, an image, name, or face that may come into their minds, the candles flickering, hearing or a knock, or a feeling pressure on their body. Salen also warns that performing a seance over Zoom offers less protection, so it is important to respect each other, and most importantly, the spirits. Emma and Caroline are nervous to begin. Salen gives them advice for breaking the spirit connection. Over Zoom, they will visualize themselves in a circle. To break the connection, they should imagine breaking the circle. For extra precaution, they should also imagine a rope tied around their waist that leads to their front door. Then they should imagine cutting the rope to sever the connection with the spirit realm. Okay, right away, I love that we're getting this establishing that this is a Zoom meeting. Yes. A Zoom movie. Like, specifically a Zoom meeting, um, which, you know, if, if this episode becomes like a relic and somebody finds it 10 years later, it's <laughs> 2020. Everybody was stuck at home, and, and the the amount of Zoom that was used has to be just astronomical. I know. At this point, it almost seems like a thing of the past. Right, it does. It was weird. And that's what I was going to kind of bring up. Like, this movie started, and even though we are not by any means out of the pandemic yet, right. <laughs> like, it was kind of triggering. I was like, oh my god, I was like, this feels like a lifetime ago, but also, like, we're still in it. Which is so weird. Yeah. I'll just never get over the fact that there was a time when the majority of people were locked in their houses and nobody was going outside and nobody was working. And uh, it's just a crazy time to think about. I know. I know. It is. It is crazy to reflect on that. And you guys, everybody vaccinated or not, please stay safe and do your part so that we don't have to go through this again. Yeah, exactly. So we don't have a host to... (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. If if there is no need for a host too, then that's a good thing. (laughs) That's a great thing, yeah. Um, There is, this is really clever to film this over Zoom because it offers us actually a lot of really cool cinematography. Like, right away we're getting accustomed to the lighting and sound and like using webcam and phone mics, like the quiet is really low, but the loud noises are very prominent. Yeah. Um, So that's that's a really cool dynamic in sound. Yeah, that's a good play. I, I wrote that too. It was like, they were able to enha- enhance like certain sounds and everything to uh, 
you know really make you startled and jump. Um, so I think they had some really successful sound moments. So that's a good point to bring up. And also just the cinematography, like visually the shadows are really dark because, um, I don't know. It's just like the webcams and the the cameras on your phone just offer an unexpected atmosphere, like a, like a creepy atmosphere right. that you don't, don't necessarily think about until you're watching a movie like this that utilizes those tools. And you're like, this is kind of creepy. Yeah, totally. I think what's interesting about it too is that it, it like watching webcam connected videos it's almost like makes it harder to tell what you're looking at is if it if right. it's like a if it's like a glitch in the connection or is this something I should be scared about looking at right is this like a shadow or is this like a trick of the light like what is yeah. this smoke and mirrors <laughs> yeah who knows yeah and so that's kind of a a cool thing that they kind of played with like yeah. where you're you're looking at this and you're like ah oh, the quality is not good like their their online connection is obviously not super strong or something right and uh i can't tell exactly what's behind them it sort of adds an extra layer of mm-hmm. um i don't know suspense since you can't it's not like crystal clear yeah and i thought they did a really good job seamlessly telling the audience organically what is going on in the scene like as far as the introduction of the filters and the effects and yeah um and yeah adjusting us to those you know this isn't a movie shot shot with you know high-end cameras like this is literally happening over zoom yeah and to me it doesn't really feel forced like we do learn all these things like yeah, uh, like, the, like the face filters and like the background that that Caroline uses where she kind of comes in and out of the room. Yeah, you know, I feel like, like hey, it's all introduced. <laughs> yeah, it's all like pretty seamlessly introduced. We didn't feel like, yes. you know, like a, a heavy handed moment where they're like, obviously this is going to come into play. Like, I think we can gather that they're going to come into play, but it didn't feel like, I don't know, it didn't feel heavy handed. I will yeah. say I thought they I think that just the rapport between the girls is so natural oh, that absolutely. nothing to me really feels forced in it. Yeah, the acting is really decent. I mean, I'm sure all these people are at, you know, actors or asp- or aspiring actors if you will. Right. <laughs> and but, but apparently they're all they're they all know each other and they were all friends like in the real life. Yeah, because the director said that he Literally, the people that are in the movie are just people that were available to film the movie. <laughs> Man, they got they lucked out. They Those did luck out. Did. They did luck like, out. Yeah, what yeah. drama department did they find these girls in? And why wasn't I enrolled? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I would have loved to be in this. But you know what? Some of the, I was looking at that like between Teddy and uh, Caroline. So I'm like, a lot of these people look like our fellow podcasters. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, right. Yeah. Like they're definitely horror podcasters on the side. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, probably. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they look like our our people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do have to say though, like the f- I've seen this movie twice now, and both times I didn't really understand how they were connected like i know they were friends but i was like why are they doing this like why are they all in the same call <laughs> you know yeah i'm like what's the point but then like once i like read into it and it's like oh they do they're like a group of friends that do a weekly meeting i'm like oh okay 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 got it got it but i had yeah. to like research it's, that <laughs> it seems like i mean the character of Haley, she seems kind of like the more organized sort of type a one and obviously she's like coordinating these these meetups you know because during lockdown everybody was having ran i like i did it too i have uh, i had some zoom 
reunions with friends. So it was like just a thing everybody was doing. It was like, okay, I need to talk to my friends. So, and we all need to talk to each other at the same exact time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's what we did. And so it makes sense. Like also in lockdown, people are just trying to find things to entertain themselves. Yeah. So probably to Haley, this was like an entertaining thing. Like, you know, I did this seance. Like, it'd be fun if we all did it. Yeah, yeah. And then we, well, right here, we get some of the rules of a seance, too. Like, she wants everybody to take it very serious and be respectful of, obviously, each other and the spirits. Because she's done this before. So she's almost like a veteran of a seance, you know, in a way. Or, you know, me- yeah. or just undergoing mediumship. We talked about this earlier when we were doing the... um this you know cleansing of the house before the tarot reading is that like taking a shot before a seance i think that is just a no no oh i mean maybe so maybe it's not just what Gemma does later in the movie like i there's a couple other things that i that i looked at and i was like maybe that was also it like it can't i i feel like people want to blame her or maybe my instinct maybe not people but my instinct is to like blame her for this but I feel like there are some things in this first section like that that are already bad comments. Co- yeah, there are. It's already bre- yeah brewing what is going to happen later. So like drinking the alcohol and creating like a drinking game out of this like sacred moment. We haven't gotten there yet. I know I'm kind of jumping ahead, but like when Ginny like blows out the candle before he gets, you know, there's like there's like definitely things that are leading. Like, that are just falling apart, that are just, you know, from people who don't have any respect for what's about to happen. Do you think that there's any kind of, like, psychology behind, like, these characters are in quarantine like we were. So just, like, the the craving for connection, like, beyond just the people that, you know, you wish you could be around, but, like, the people that have passed on? Oh, I mean, maybe. I mean, at that time, we were so starved for human connection of any kind or connection from anything you know we weren't we weren't getting hugged we weren't getting touched we were you know, i was i was oh <laughs> my god yeah you better bitch <laughs> it was just a time when people were craving uh, like connection and so it may, maybe it's a comment on like these girls who are uh crave who need so much connection that they're now reaching out to the spirit world to like the land of the dead and they're like maybe something will finally come yeah, to me yeah <laughs> and you know something that won't give me covid a ghost and it's interesting that that Haley is the one to kind of put this onto the group because she seems the most invested right i mean yeah she's definitely like a type a personality so she's probably the most organized she probably has had her own little respectful experiences with doing seances so in a time when we were looking for anything to entertain us and to, you know, give us an excuse to talk to our friends. She's like, well, why don't we do a seance? I also wonder if like Haley was feeling the most um, stressed during, Mm. you know, some people took quarantine very differently. Oh yeah. Some people were chill and lax and others were like on edge the entire time depressed. Or she probably, you know, she seems like the type who like fills herself up with so much work that she doesn't, uh, so she doesn't have to so she doesn't have to sort of confront those uh her own little loneliness you know yeah that's what i feel like that's the vibe i got from Haley. yeah maybe she's having a spiritual awakening 
Ooh, yeah, maybe. Maybe she was just looking for anything to um, relieve stress. <laughs> and she found it in Salen, who, honestly, Salen is a great actress. Like, Salen Baxter, I, she is very organic in her role. Salen in the movie is probably exactly who Salen is in real life. Like, <laughs> she's just like this granola wood witch who like (laughs) who lives in a cottage or something if you looked at what was behind her in her zoom call i was like damn she literally lives in like a like a witch's cottage (laughs) i actually really love the line well i'll bring it up in the next one but i actually really love the line when emma goes her house looks kind of dark and scary. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it does. It literally it's looks scary. like... scary. Yeah, she's like waiting for Hansel and Gretel to show up or something. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so she can fucking put them in the oven. That's what yes. she was really doing back there. <laughs> yes. Ding dong. She's like, oh, excuse me. My... my uh. My takeout has arrived. Like the children are here. Yeah, exactly. My food is here. Oh my <laughs> god, it was... <laughs> It She's was. the fucking witch and Gretel Hansel. Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Well, who knew these they were connected, but we figured it out right here. We always on Fear the Talking out. Queers. Always at Fear the Talking Queers where you find the answers to the <laughs> Yeah. To the great mysteries of, of cinema. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So some of these rules she brings up, um, like the rules of the seance, are actual. Oh, sorry, astronomically inaccurate. No, <laughs> no, but um, some of them have roots in different areas of like mediumship or you know psychic abilities. Right. So like imagining yourself, imagining a rope tied around your waist leading to the front door is more in line with I think astro projection astral projection <laughs> astro's like going into space like astronaut right that's astral oh, okay <laughs> astral is like going to the astral yes. yeah, plane yes, yes, yes. <laughs> this is the exact conversation they have in the movie yeah anyway so astral, <laughs> so astro projection like i said no just kidding asshole projection I do that. Wait a minute. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh my no, God. I don't. I don't. Um, okay, so astral projection. Um, yes, you imagine. Well, you don't imagine. It, I, I hear it just is. Like, if you do astral projection, which I, I guess anybody can do. I was reading about it more in, in depth. I'm scared to do it. Uh, wow. Well, we should do it here on Fear the Talking Queers. <laughs> Next episode. Tune in. It's just two hours of silence. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess yeah, anybody can like, do it. We come back like, wow. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. Because you leave your body and there is like a silver, they call it the silver cord. Ooh, that's good because I don't wear gold. Is connected between your physical being and your spiritual being. So as you wander the earth, you are still connected to your body so that you can go back whenever you want to, allegedly. But we've seen Insidious. We know what's on the other side. Yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of face paint. <laughs> A lot of uh-huh. um, black tool. <laughs> yeah. Black tool. Yeah, so we do not want to end up there. No, absolutely. On not. the astro plane from Insidious. <laughs> so, as they're like doing this, I just think to myself, like, this is the kind of thing that, like, would make you scared and paranoid for no reason. Like, you know, like any other evening at your home, you'd be fine. But for some reason, you're like, oh my God, I'm doing a seance. All of a sudden, my house is haunted. Well, honestly, yes. And. I feel that way just watching it. Yeah. All of a sudden, my house is haunted. I'm like, I'm hearing creaks and 
cracks in the, the ceilings and stuff like that and i'm like oh my god I, it's haunted but right. wh- why don't i feel like that any other night it's only a night when i watch a movie like this so like them mm-hmm. doing that zoom call is they're just making themselves scared by doing this right exactly and you know both times that i've watched this andre was sitting next to me for most of the time and i still felt watching it like i was alone in my house oh wow it just puts me there i love that for you <laughs> all right let's uh let's continue on and let's see how these kids have absolutely no r-e-s-p-e-c-t for uh for the spiritual world right disrespecting miss franklin yes absolutely so let's get on with that they begin the seance salem starts playing isochronic tones as they all close their eyes and visualize their circle right away jenny interrupts teddy disturbing the rest of the group jenny then takes it upon herself to disconnect teddy from the meeting Uh, she's such a bitch she's such a bitch you can just tell yeah definitely salen regroups the session going back into their imaginary circle salen begins asking spirits to come forth they hear a knock salen asks the spirit to knock again to confirm communication there was another knock but this time much louder Salen begins apologizing as it is her food delivery. Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> yes, Hansel and Gretel said, Hi, your house looks delicious. I love candy. <laughs> she runs off screen to quickly deal with her delivery. After she puts Hansel and Gretel in the oven, she comes back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but when she comes back, they refocus, and Haley says she feels a hand on her shoulder. Suddenly, Gemma loudly gasps. (gasps) (laughs) She says she feels an unbearable pressure on her neck. Gemma claims to have made contact with a kid from school who committed suicide named Jack. Gemma breaks down in tears. As Salen tries to calm her down, something appears to fall behind her and she is disconnected from the Zoom meeting. Gemma then begins smiling at the group. She admits that she made up the whole story of Jack to make the seance more exciting. Haley is obviously disappointed as they all get up to take a bathroom break. While they are gone, Gemma's candle is seen blowing out on its own. When they all return to their cameras, Gemma teases Haley and Haley tells Gemma to fuck off. <laughs> fuck off, which is funny because she's not, she's not, she's the American one. Oh, you're right. (laughs) Fuck off, Gemma. (laughs) The group begins to banter at each other until Haley's chair is pulled across the room until it hits a wall. Haley jumps out of her chair completely freaked out. Haley says they need to finish the seance to further communicate with the connection they made. Haley tries to contact Salen as she calls out to the spirit. She hears something in her apartment and goes to investigate. A loud noise is heard again, but this time coming from Caroline's house. Caroline investigates. She hears another loud bang from the attic. Caroline opens her attic, grabs a flashlight, and begins to investigate using her phone. As she pans her camera around the attic, a pair of creepy pale legs are seen floating, but they quickly disappear. Caroline begins to panic. Haley begins pointing out something to the group at the end of her dark hallway. Nothing can be seen, but Haley says it's looking at her. She grabs an instant Polaroid camera and takes a picture. As the picture develops, they try to make out a strange figure in the photo. Suddenly, Emma's wine glass shatters, frightening everyone. 
Ooh, the right. action is picking up. It sure is. So first we got Ginny. She's such a bitch. She's so annoying. Yeah, oh my gosh, I know. He's just trying to have fun with his friends. She's probably just jealous because he's friends with a bunch of fucking girls. She gets what's coming to her. But before we get there, so I love when when Salen's sort of like giving. <laughs> Then like the rundown of you know before everything goes down, she's like, "You want to make sure you respect whatever, because you know the worst thing that happens is you can get possessed." I'd be like, "Oh my, oh, possessed? Excuse me? Uh uh-uh. uh, like, not possessed, not possessed. I'm not trying to get possessed today." One of the things I really like that when they start is that they all turn their lights off, you know, and they they light their candle, and there's this really clever use of color that keeps the screen appealing visually appealing sure. because it, this could get really boring really fast just watching regular people at their homes literally filming over zoom like you're not right, using exactly. you're not using a, a professional camera and then just adding filters to make it look like it was recorded on a webcam like this is like the real deal this um, is legit webcam looking footage <laughs> Yeah, so like Gemma has like a blue background, Haley has like a purple hue to hers, Emma has red, and then red, Caroline yeah. and Regina sort of balance it out with like these earthy tones and, and Salen's is more green, I would say. So it keeps it it keeps the eye interested. Yeah, definitely. Oh, so like so they start the ceremony, everybody seems to be like really into it, right? And then um I guess Miss Lil Gemma, she started to get bored. Miss Gemma is an actress. She said, I am the Meryl Streep of Zoom. Okay. And she literally is. I said, give it up for Gemma. Because she puts on a performance that scares the fuck out of everybody. Oh, yeah. Even just jumping. Even us. Like, I jump every time I watch it. I'm like, (gasps) and she like committed to this like moment. See, yeah, we don't really know what these girls do in college. I bet they are all part of like the drama program. They have to be because Gemma, I mean, like I believed those yeah. tears and she was like, there's yeah. an unbearable pressure on my neck. I was like, oh my yeah. God, <laughs> I feel it. Yes. And then she just pulls the story out of her ass of like this boy she knew when she was a kid who um, helped her when she hit her head. She like, ran into a pole or something. <laughs> she, she, like He helped her up and whatever. And, um, and then he hung himself like years later. Yeah. And and she like pulled that story out of her ass and like fooled everybody. Oh yeah. And uh, even when she gasps, everybody's face like if you, I think that's what sells it for me because she sort of jumps off screen. Yeah. But everybody else's face like has this different emotion on it, and it's like, it it's it's really cool. But then as she tells the story, everyone's super invested. Yeah, no, that's true. So she like yeah, she got like mixed reviews from people. Like some people at first like thought she was joking because she we've been established now. That Gemma is like a she like obviously does not take this seriously at all, and you know she's just sort of doing it for the fun of it. But um, we come to learn that the not respecting the spirits is like a huge deal, a huge deal, a huge deal to the point where her faking this like opens up a portal for <gasps> um, a false spirit to uh, make his way in- into the fucking into our dimension or realm or whatever you want to call it you know i have to say that this concept this plot point of like an evil spirit coming after them and almost like them because they are in isolation staying on the call so that they have a kind of a support system is a really great way to keep our characters on the meeting because on zoom on zoom because i feel like in other movies like paranormal activity four or 
unfriended. Just found footage movies in general. Like, why are you still holding the camera? But this is like nice because they're by themselves. They're, they need a support system and the support is on the computer or on the phone. Right, exactly. They're like, if they leave, then what? something could happen to them off screen and who's going to find them? Who's going to know? So like, it's like they need to stay in front of the screens in order for them to like give the signal that they're still alive. So then something weird happens with Salen. Like something falls off her, her shelf or her shelf. And then her zoom call cuts it's sort of like leaving these girls to their own devices. Now Gemma makes the big reveal when she's all JK gotcha. So good made it all up. Yeah. So um, obviously Haley starts arguing and the girls try to calm them down. But all of this goes away when Haley is pulled back and her back and her the chair that she's sitting in hits the wall this is really well done i mean considering the limited resources that this cast and crew had just being able to pull off some of these effects the way they did i'm like and again i guess that's why paranormal activity is praised and things like that but i really think this movie is just given its circumstances is i think a super far uh superior yeah, totally. And you know what? Like, going back to what we were talking about before about the sound design, it's just, like, so good in these moments. Yeah. Because it's actually super subtle. Like, the the little creaks or the little knocks, they're not, like, super loud. So, like, I feel like this movie is, like, a full-on masterclass on being scary without being over the top. Yeah. Like, it's, sometimes it's, like, the little things that are scarier, like, the little creaks or, like you just hear in the background like like oh my god that's a door in another room there's nobody else in my house like just that little creak means somebody's somebody's skulking around my house and that it that is a really effective scary tactic yeah for the audience to you know to be subject to so i don't know i really i really love it oh god it's just made so well it is it is really well made and one of and this is also a part where they put us in that classic scenario of why these found footage films are so successful which is when they put the audience in the pov so when Haley starts to investigate her house she takes us with her and she puts us in the front instead yeah. of herself so it's like we're the ones investigating the house and that's why found footage films are so well done and especially because in a way the found footage like the home video aspect of it is something that we probably normally associate with like happy memories but these yeah. movies taint that vision for us like they're like no this is scary yeah yeah your your home movies can be scary yeah <laughs> like what did you what did you never notice in the background of like all the the home movies you've made or something like that like you know have you ever thought about that like sometimes i think about that like if somebody has like a camcorder footage of like jeffrey dahmer in the background <gasps> oh and they have God. no idea oh my God. you know what i'm saying like yeah. like that's kind of a crazy concept that like you know you never know who was filming what and maybe there's like incriminating evidence or something in the background of your ha- family videos that you never even thought about oh my god that's a sometimes good i think point. about that yeah well oh my yeah. god oh shit. Oh, oh, oh my oh, god that? Oh. Oh my god! My water bottle fell over. Oh my god! Uh, that is scary. I think it's because I kicked it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. No speaking of, have moment. you seen the trailer for um, James Wan's new film, *Malignant*? Oh, I ha- I've seen like clips of it, but I haven't watched the full trailer yet. Oh my god! I've seen, like what people have posted in their Instagram story. Visually stunning, and it kind of has something to do with. I mean, well, it doesn't have anything to do with, but they record her when she's little. So in order to like 
show her memories of like who this killer is in the movie they play home mm-hmm. videos so it's like almost exactly what you're saying like there's evidence Whoa. in home videos that are now contributing to like an ongoing murder spree yeah isn't that crazy yes I really like the moment so after Caroline gets like pulled in that chair and like we're sort of I think at this point thinking that it's all gonna happen at least maybe Caroline sorry Haley's little cube on the screen like that's gonna be where all the things are going on because she seems to be the only one experiencing something but then I love when it switches to another girl's when it switches to Caroline's all of a sudden she hears something going behind her oh yeah and it's like and it's like oh my god this is like happening all at once like this, is, this, this thing demon. is like jumping around it's cyber oh, projecting yeah it's, like, <laughs> yeah it's like splitting its time equally between each girl He's like, okay, I'll do a little little doop doop over mm-hmm. here, and then I'm gonna go over here, do a little doop doop over here. And then here. the next character says something. He's like, "What'd you say, bitch?" Boo, <laughs> boo. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I think it's really cool how we're like kind of bouncing back and forth between all the different girls' um, little windows that are open. Yeah, because there are challenges with this. Like there are challenges of each person controlling their own cameras and their own angles yeah. and so and also like the director I watched this interview with him where he would say like he recorded all the scary stuff all the scares and all the kills first so then he would pre he would pre-record those and then he would play those live on the Zoom meeting so that he could get genuine reactions from the rest of the cast who they only had the pieces of the script that pertained to their character so they actually didn't know the kill order like, they didn't know who was going to die wow. first or second or third until they're watching it live on Zoom. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. The, like, the story of this movie has to be just... So, you, it's, know. like, the definitely the most unique I've ever heard. Totally. Like, yeah, for sure. Like, I think it's brilliant. And I'm so shocked that this was the only one that came out like this. And um, so we have Caroline going through her house. She's, like, climbing up... Like once she got to that that attic ladder, I was like, no, no, no. Like this, this is this is too much for me. This is too scary. I hate her going. I'd up be there. out of it. Nope, I'd be out of I there. I know. Yeah. Then she goes and grabs that selfie stick, and I was like, okay, work. She starts fixing her hair a little bit. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> She's taking selfies. So I'm like, hurry up. So she goes up into the fucking attic, and one this scene when she's like sort of panning slowly around. And then you just kind of get like a quick glimpse of like hanging feet. Yeah. Ooh, it gives me chills. That literally gives me chills. I just got chills again. I didn't think we were going to see anything. I was thinking this was going to be like yeah. Blair Witch-ish where it's like you don't get anything until the end. Anything and even ever. then you barely see anything. But I was like, oh, not the feet dangling in the air. I was like, ah, oh my God. They sort of do that thing we were talking about where they're like, they are like, they feel like they saw something, but they couldn't tell exactly what it was. Yes. You know, because you sometimes Zoom connections are really shitty. Yeah. Oh, and then we have this Haley. Right as this is happening, Haley starts pointing into the darkness of her hallway saying, do you see that? This is frightening to me. I think part of the reason why this movie was so well received, it puts the, it lets the audience put their imagination into the movie. Like yeah. you can't see those things. And they only give you a slight little bits and pieces of it, the darkness and the but when Haley points to the darkness in her hallway, it kind of reminds me of that scene in The Conjuring when little miss um Joey King's uh 
oh yeah characters sees that but she's the only character in the movie that can see it that is those are the scariest moments to me yeah because you're like what is it what what your imagination starts running it could be anything yeah and you start plugging in what you would be scared most scared of and right. you start plugging it into the movie which i think is totally a great a great little trick and also you're kind of looking at the screen like am i not seeing it like how am i not like does somebody does everybody around me see it you start getting paranoid that you're like right there has to be something there <laughs> as you focus in then you're like looking like is it that little light she's looking at yeah what that? what's over there and you start like focusing in and then she goes <gasps> oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it, it looked at me yeah this movie has a, it has an expert way of doing that i love it love it love it and then emma's glass shatter so now we know that the spirit is just having a good old time hopping right. through these girls cameras yeah i love miss emma she's my favorite one she's so cute she reminds me of like bubbles from the top of girls she is super cute have you seen like her like modeling pictures they're so she's really gorgeous oh shit yeah she looks super cute i love it super cute yeah yeah i love when they're taking shots when when she says astral plane like oh yeah and they're like like, she's she's, like ducking down (laughs) they're like trying to do it off screen but they're like clearly in frame yes it's so good i really like that i don't know a little comedic levity in there for us which is great (laughs) all right should we keep going yeah Yeah. can move on Haley finally finally gets a hold of Salen, whose internet has gone down. Salen says what they're experiencing may be Jack, but the group admits to Salen Gemma lied about knowing someone named Jack. Salen says they have disrespected the spirits, and by creating this story, Gemma has provided an invitation for a false spirit to make a connection with the group. Salen says if they're lucky, it's just another spirit, or it could be a demon. Salen decides that they need to close the circle and break the connection. Salen asks the spirit to knock once for yes and twice for no. The group asks if the spirit has a message. Haley's light flashes once. They ask if it's a friend. Everyone's light flashes twice. Salen's call disconnects. Haley tries to break the connection by instructing the group to imagine cutting the invisible ropes as they apologize for confusing the spirit. Haley then asks if any spirit are still there. Nothing happens, so they blow out their candles and close the circle. They feel a bit of relief and begin to calm down. Radina looks for Alan, who has disappeared, leaving his phone behind, although we see something floating behind Radina as she begins to look for him. Caroline also disappears, but she is then seen walking around her room, but it's only her pre-recorded effect. Suddenly, Caroline's face is briefly seen, quickly disrupting her backdrop. Emma walks to her living room, where her hanging lights are seen swaying on their own. Suddenly, a creepy face filter is seen floating in the middle of Emma's living room. Emma is startled, and as she moves closer to the floating face, it suddenly looks in her direction, then disappears. Emma begins throwing flour toward the area where the figure would have been standing. Behind her, her kitchen cabinets are suddenly thrown open, kitchen tools loudly falling to the floor. As she turns back around toward the flower, footsteps begin to appear, walking towards Emma's direction. Emma runs down her hallway and flower-covered footsteps follow. She screams and she tries running back to her room. She's picked up by an invisible force and dropped to the floor. She runs to her room, hiding under her bed covers. They try to get Radina's attention, who is still trying to call her boyfriend in the distance. When they catch her attention, she walks back to her laptop and suddenly Alan's lifeless body falls to the floor, blood pouring from his head. As Radina quickly tries to escape her house, she's dragged across the floor. Her camera's dropped, a single drop of blood left behind on the lens. Radina is silent. 
Caroline's pre-recorded backdrop continues playing, but suddenly, Caroline's bloodied face is seen coming in and out of frame, smashing against her desk. Caroline cries for help, then disappears off screen in a deadly silence. Ooh, I love scary movies. All right, Nancy. So we are. <laughs> that is. This is a pretty intense section. I will say. Yeah, I mean, so this movie has a runtime of fifty-six minutes. This is unbelievable. So we are already well into the action, and uh, in that runtime, you know, our girls got to start going pretty quickly, and they do. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah. It, it just all of a sudden it just like goes zero to one hundred with this. Yeah, as soon as we get our explanation as to what this possibly is, it is full steam ahead. Yeah, I kind of I I really am fascinated by this uh, idea that Salem proposes, which is that there was an open invitation for anything to come forward and communicate with the group. And it just so happens that she opened the door to a potentially harmful spirit, if not a demon. Yeah. And it's terrifying. Like it doesn't show its face a lot, but when you get like, just it's like a flash glimpse of it. It it, it is startling. Whatever this demon is. It it is rather startling. I I will tell you one of the reasons why I'm fascinated by this like whole storyline is because I actually, I read a lot about religion because I just think religion is super fascinating. And there are, there are a lot of connections. I think we even talked about like in the skeleton key episode of season two. So if you haven't checked that out, go back and listen. Um, (laughs) Where we talk about how these different religions are related, like Catholic and voodoo and witchcraft and Wicca, you know, they're all similar experiences in its practice. So um, I was reading one time about um, Santa Muerte, which sometimes you see on candles as represented by like almost like a grim reaper, like a skeleton. Okay. Sometimes they dress it up like the Virgin Mary, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's this saint, but it's not a real saint. So um, I was reading one time like a bunch of different, you know, aspects of this. And it's like the creation of a false saint that people pray to. And the Catholic Church advises not to use or pray to it because it has become sort of an icon in those religions across the board. Santeria, the Catholic Catholics pray to Santa Muerte. So it's like the Catholic Church is warning their patrons that using this to pray to it's not an actual deity so it becomes a vessel for something to fill like Whoa. anything can come through in this Santa Muerte because it's not real it's made up it's not a it's not a person or a, it, it's not a spirit that they know it's something empty it's just a shell and so anything can fill it oh shit and that's exactly what Gemma did she opened yeah. the door to pure chaos like Pandora's box has come through for these girls and it yes. take, and it takes some time and it takes it looks like it takes a lot of pleasure in like fucking with them. Oh yeah, it loves it. It's like a mischievous evil spirit. I love the the lights. Like they're like, do you have a message for us? And it's like, yes, once. And then it's like, are you a friend? Nope, because it no. flashes twice in each person's room. No, 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 I'm not your friend. This ain't RuPaul's best friend. Right? <laughs> <laughs> This ain't Beelzebub's best demon race, okay? This is... I am mad as hell. Haley tries her best to, like, refocus the group and be like, okay, bitches, let's cut this rope that we're tied... that's tied around our waist. I still don't really understand the idea of the rope, but hey, it might work to help get rid of this thing. But, I mean, I, I don't know if they just don't get to it fast enough, but... 
or these girls are like they're not focused enough on that they're just purely scared at this point you know because things are starting to get crazy and um you know they're they're seeing they're seeing things now like things in their house are moving so we so we have like radina right so she's she's our first she's our first victim right yeah she's pretty much our first victim like after things settle she's they're all like relieved and she's the first one yeah that kind of yeah. goes off looking for her boyfriend. right so radina's little storyline is that she has a quarantine lover living with her which um is a real thing um i'm not gonna go into yeah. it but i might have might have personally experienced living with somebody else's quarantine partner Uh-oh. <laughs> and Uh-oh. um uh, safe to say that relationship did not work out for them so <laughs> oh shit it's not working out for radina and alan yeah ex- exactly so i thought that was a really funny um sort of uh comment you know they made of like something that was going on in you know lockdown was people were yeah. like, so scared that they were like moving in with their boyfriends and girlfriends that they had known for five minutes and then come to find out you don't really like each other but you're stuck yeah. and so um that's sort of where Redina is her and her boyfriend are not getting along um moved in too quickly the girls even say it and then he's kind of our first victim yeah and he had nothing to do with the seance he was just nothing to do with anything innocent bystander cooking dinner in the background but that dinner is burnt and he is dead oh my god at one point her fucking oven is like catching itself (laughs) on fire i was like she's about to just fucking melting yeah (laughs) yeah yeah like the demon's like i'm gonna let you do you You'll take care of yourself, Regina. How horrifying would it have been if Regina just got thrown onto the oven? Oh. And she started burning. Oh my God, thrown into the oven? Yeah, just fully into it and close the little door. Her whole body? (laughs) (laughs) She just contorts her body in there? It's going to be like the end of Nightmare on Elm Street when uh, she gets pulled through the the door, you know what I'm talking about? Her rubber body, yes. Yes. (laughs) Her rubber body just pulled into the oven. (laughs) exactly that would have been iconic but no we actually get something a little off screen which is fine because you know it's this is our first kill so it doesn't need to be exciting it just needs to kind of serve as a warning yeah exactly like oh my god like she's dead we don't know the extremities of what is gonna happen to them though like how they die because she just gets dragged and we're sort of being dragged along with her and then all of a sudden it's nothing it's an upward angle of her camera toward the ceiling with just a single drop of blood in the corner of the yeah and then it just sits there it's like okay her story's done we no longer see her and she's like the first of that to happen because it sort of that's continues that little motif throughout the film so our next victim is miss caroline she, who just she like disappears um so i guess she's not a victim yet she she but all of a sudden we lose her character because, and all of a sudden we see her uh her screensaver going which she had introduced to us earlier was something that she would put on in zoom meetings and stuff like that and um so we're just watching that we have no idea where she went she's disappeared but we did but uh, there is a moment where her face kind of comes back through which is um super creepy but then poor little emma my little favorite she you know <laughs> she was messing with her face filters and stuff at one point <gasps> what i'm gonna keep recording real quick i'm just gonna catch them up to speed with what's happening so earlier in our <laughs> recording my microphone had got 
put on mute and was not recording my voice. So we had to kind of start over, regroup, refocus. And then we started again. And now Jake stopped recording. And he is currently trying to put the pieces back together on his end so we can continue recording together. But we are experiencing some technical difficulties. There's clearly some kind of astral being clearly interrupting our recording oh my god so many technical difficulties i know my god but we're back sorry you know what was bothering me the first time i wasn't recording what i was scared because i was thinking maybe it was because i didn't have the window open when i was trying to i i had the window open when i was saging the first time or smudging the first wait but i didn't leave it open when i asked the spirits to leave like when I was like, okay, thank you for the messages, universe. You may now leave. I didn't have my window open. So like the bathroom window's open, which is like connected to my room, but my bedroom win- window wasn't open like it was when I first started. Oh shit, wait, hold on. That's weird. Like why would both of our things have technical difficulties? It's like me first and then you. And then I even have like a thing, a bar on mine that says that my audio dropped out in certain moments of the recording whoa wait i mean hopefully are are we being haunted is there like i'm now i'm nervous that we've let we've invoked the spirit yeah seriously like i'm getting nervous because like we were doing it with the tarot cards and now it's like the we're talking about okay let me just open the window okay (laughs) at least it's happening in this episode yeah that's true i mean it's appropriate if we get uh I'm not trying to. I'm not. I'm not even demon. trying to be funny, but the fucking window will not open. <laughs> what? I'm not kidding. I'm literally not kidding. I could FaceTime you and show you. The window is not opening. I'm like, I have like tears in my eyes because I'm scared. <laughs> oh my god! I just got chills. You want? You're oh my god! That took forever to open. <gasps> oh my god! Okay, that freaked yeah. me out. I, I, ch- I literally have chills right now. I'm not, I wish I wish I could say like oh and we made like this is <laughs> like we're playing a prank but like we're not. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is not this is completely honest and unprompted. I promise. Now I'm trying to light the matches and the fucking head broke off. Okay. Oh my god, oh my it god. won't light. It won't light. <laughs> <laughs> it won't light and the things keep popping off the heads of the matches. What? The heads Something's of the matches are with us. Okay, okay, got it lit. Got it lit. Oh my god, I feel like I'm under attack. No, what? This is crazy. We're be- we're literally being we we've <laughs> call- we've got a spirit here. We got a bad and everyone listening is like here. it's stunt queen. But no, like we are yeah. not kidding. Okay. Um let me turn a light on because I'm like literally in the dark. I'm scared. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. Whatever is in here needs to leave. Please leave. Oh my goodness. Let me get my little spray out. Oof. There is something What's happening. Um, this is a... It's white sage. So everything I said not to use is like... Um, mineral... <laughs> it's a mineral, mineral crystal infused smudge spray. It smells like laundry detergent, but... It's supposed to work. <laughs> but yes, please ask these spirits to leave this area. This is getting crazy. Okay, and what happened... Okay, let me tell you this quick story before we continue. The... A couple weeks ago, I um, did a tarot reading for my cousin, and we 
I didn't ask anything to like help guide me in the reading. So I was like, I guess I'm just gonna use my intuition. Like halfway through the reading, I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even ask anything to guide us. Like it sort of started making me uncomfortable. That next day, my dryer stopped working and our water heater went out. And I was Whoa. like, oh my God, do you think it's because I didn't do it properly? Maybe, yeah. See, you gotta follow all the steps. If there's anything host teaches us, is to respect <sighs> the rules and the and the steps and the process. This is nuts. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> that's enough. All right, that's enough action <laughs> for for us. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So um, back to Emma. Uh, we said that she was kind of playing with her face filters, and she goes into her living room and finds one of the face filters. Of course, has to be that creepy clown-looking <laughs> mask one. It's those it's plastic floating masks. in the middle of her room. Remember those plastic masks yeah. that we used to wear on Halloween? Like they were huge, and the, they had like makeup, but it was just like a clear face with makeup. That is what it is. Yes, bitch. Do I know that? When I was a kid, I was like eleven, obsessed with the movie Valentine, and I wanted to be the Cupid killer for Halloween. <laughs> Um, we obviously we we searched and searched and could not find like a, a version of the mask that they sold for Halloween, and so I ended up wearing one of those little clear masks. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. You know me. I'm like, I want authenticity. If I want to look like something, I want the actual shit. Right. So <laughs> right. I didn't. I yeah. But I wore one of those little cheap ones. But I thought it looked. It was so scary. Those things change how your face looks. You were like, I'm Valentine. Oh yeah. Oh my god. They kid. do. They yeah. do. You don't look. It, it, it's it's. A, creepy disguise they wear those in jawbreaker <laughs> emma has a lot of tools that she gets to use which is kind of fun because it's the filter is what lets us know that the spirit is next to her and then we have this moment of the flower that she uses so she throws flour all over the ground to see if she can sort of i think she throws it in the air hoping that it lands like on the shoulders of the ghost or something yeah <laughs> but um but it ends up on the i mean floor. that'd be nice because she can at least see where he is yeah and keep an eye on him I know. Yeah, that, exactly. That would have been like, okay, now I can outsmart this this maniac. But um, yeah. instead, we get footprints in the flower on the ground. And I'm like, ooh. And there's something always effective about cabinets popping open. It's just, it yeah. works every time. If you've ever seen The Sixth Sense, that part gives me chills. When, yes. when Tony Klett walks out of the room and all of a sudden she walks back into the kitchen and all the cabinets are open and he's like sitting there with his hand like on the table just sweating so scared oh that's such a good movie it is such a good movie i can't wait to do that movie on this show yeah so see we have to keep going season four yeah yeah um so (laughs) uh so we have emma has has her moment and this thing like fucks her up too this thing throws her in the air drops her on the ground but lets her live her little fuzzy slippers are dangling in the air oh i know she's like yeah she he lets her live way too long to witness. He's like really mad at She's her. She's almost the final girl in a way. I know, kind of. I know they like make it out to be Haley and Gemma who are whatever. But then, so so we get Emma and then... This uh, part also gives me chills, by the way. Just Emma's whole section gives me chills. Yeah. Yeah, it's really well done. And then we have Caroline uh, come back and it is like brutal. This is her just slamming her face on the table she's like are you ready to rock (laughs) (laughs) yeah she looks like a fucking wwe wrestler after like a fucking k 
cage match. She's just slamming her that face. And then she's like, please, please help me. And then she just... Boof, boof, boof. Yeah. I'm really excited to get to this next scene because I'm like, what did he just say? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Haley and Gemma argue, passing the blame between each other, only for Haley to be pulled off screen. Frightened, Gemma immediately leaves her home to check on Haley in person, leaving Emma alone on the Zoom session. Teddy then returns to the call in good spirits as Emma sobs uncontrollably. Teddy's power goes out and the spirit attacks him, now appearing as a corpse-like demon. Teddy runs outside where Ginny is pulled back floating in mid-air. Suddenly, her neck appears to snap and her body is dropped into the pool. Teddy re-enters the house where he is dragged, knocked unconscious, then burned alive as he screams in pain. Emma is alone again. Her bedroom door opens by itself, but nothing happens. She throws a blanket toward her bedroom door and it covers the spirit, taking the shape of a tall figure standing at the door. Terrified, Emma opens her window to escape. Her camera falls to the grass and suddenly we see Emma's body crashing down onto a table in her yard. She is dead. Gemma makes it to Haley's home where she gets in by breaking a window. She checks the Zoom meeting from Haley's computer and sees no one is left. One by one, they are each logged off the meeting. Gemma is attacked by the spirit, which seems to knock her to the ground. Haley's cabinets fly open, prompting Gemma to jump up. She manages to find Haley hiding under her desk, and the pair attempt to escape the house using the flash of Haley's Polaroid camera to light the way. After flashing a few photos, the demonic spirit lunges at them from the darkness, only seen briefly in the flash of the camera. The Zoom call expires. Our film ends by scrolling through Haley's list of Zoom participants, revealing the credits of all who worked on the film. The end. Dang! And it's over like that. Four little sections right there. I know. <laughs> you know, Teddy didn't really have anything to do with the seance either, but him and Jenny get it. Get it. Oh my God. And But do you know what? I think the Jenny one is my is the scariest death to me. Like yeah. her like... Hang, her like hanging over the pool and then just just snapped i'm like oh my god and then just dropped into the pool that this thing is this demon has no chill no chill and how did they pull this off yeah how did that that's a crazy stunt like i don't know how they pulled that one off in the darkness over zoom i'm like this is super impressive did the actor set this one up like did they have to go set up that that stunt like how did that happen man i wish i knew i know it's crazy especially the fall to the pool i'm like that actor is dead (laughs) i I know (laughs) if it's five foot deep are you four foot eight you're gonna die if you can't swim (laughs) (laughs) that video that no longer exists can't be just be being disrespectful (laughs) yeah that's true that's true so um we have a moment with Haley where uh we get like a classic paranormal movie moment where she gets dragged away i feel like this happens in every one of these every everyone usually that's the end of the movie right exactly it's like (laughs) doors door shut silence silence credits (laughs) yeah totally okay this is what i was talking about teddy when he jumps back in he's like what is going on like you guys are kidding and then uh, does he call them fat bitches yeah he does so you fat bitches Oh no, this doesn't fly with me. Not this line. <laughs> they all they all jump up. What the fuck did you just say? Yeah, 
the fuck? Fat what? Not fat bitches. I wonder if that's it. That might be like an... I I mean, I've never heard my English friends call each other like fat something, but maybe it maybe it's English slang. <laughs> Spilling guts. What's the answer? I know. Seriously. Do you guys say that over there in Liverpool? Yeah. Once upon a nightmare pod. Is that uh, <laughs> Lorraine girl? Answer our questions. Our ignorant US. Yeah. Are you walking yeah. around calling each other fat bitches? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be pissed. <laughs> I love how Gemma thought to put on a mask to go check on Haley. Yeah, she's not trying to. She's not trying to catch the COVID. You know, the demon's gonna get her, but not COVID nineteen. <laughs> yeah, she runs over there. You know, what? and I think it's kind of interesting because they they uh, they do establish throughout the film that there's tension between Gemma and Haley that is present before the film even starts. Yeah. Know? Like they obviously are are have some strain between them. You know, in those friend groups, when like two of the friends they just don't yes. mesh, or they have had a falling out, and everybody else tries to like force them to hang out with each other, but they're just like they can't get it in themselves to just get along. But then, so now, now that all this crazy shit is happening, they're she still loves her, and she still will go and try to help protect her friend by all means. So it's sort of like a you know full circle moment for them where. You know, their troubles don't mean anything. They're petty squabbles when, when the demon's in town. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, and this is kind of almost about the bonds that people have, have with each other and how they, yeah. how people almost felt closer in isolation because yeah. they realized how much they love or miss somebody. So this sort of tribulation that's thrown at them, like on top of COVID, we also have a demon after us. Like, yeah. Exactly. Totally. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And so I'm. she goes over there, over there to help. And, um, oh, I guess we didn't even finish Teddy's death <laughs> Sorry. before we get oh, there. That's a, another impressive stunt. Like, not only getting knocked right. out, but then he catches on fire. And he starts screaming like, while he's on fire. So it's not just a dummy. No. no yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a crazy stunt to have to do on your own so they probably filmed that with a stunt guy but i don't know how do they do i don't know how they did it i know no they they did, they did a very good job though with both yeah, a seamless and job. Death. yeah yeah and even emma's death yeah. like falling from the sky onto a picnic table i'm like oh my god yeah. who did that Dang. who did that who said who, that who did that <laughs> who did that <laughs> oh, my, oh god. my god and then um yeah no that his is like he like takes it all the way to like the the tool shed and it looks like all of a sudden we're in like some sort of texas chainsaw massacre moment which tells and, me uh, that that was the stunt doubles house for sure because they all have oh, like probably. these different spaces like oh it's yeah, all one totally. house like no like you were just on the stairs and now you're in a tool shed i don't know yeah that one's a, that one's a little like okay that, but yeah <laughs> okay so emma dies and then Gemma makes it back to Haley's house and this is kind of everything that we got leading up to this moment this attack on Gemma is a little lackluster. You know, the the little bottle that flies at her head. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, oh, and she's like rolling <laughs> on the ground. I was like, oh my god. And then the cabinets fly open, and she's like, ah, and she goes to find Haley. Yeah, and they elbow each other. Oh uh, yeah, and they laugh. This is so <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then um, I mean, I guess I would kind of laugh in that situation too, even though it's terrifying. 
I will say the moment in this that I do like is when we see each of them getting logged off the meeting. Disappearing, yeah. Which is a good way to, like, focus on one little window or two. Um, Like, you know, get rid of all this riffraff around us. The dead the dead weight, if you will. Yeah. These dead fat bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, um, yeah, now we're sort of focused only on Haley's camera. And then we're back to the Polaroid thing. I'm like, does she have no other light in the house? Like, I, the, the Polaroid thing is cute, but it's like not my favorite little stunt in the movie. I, oh, It's almost like, are they thinking that it's going to be captured on film, even though they can't yeah. see it in person? I mean, yeah, what is the logic behind using the camera? Instead of just using a flashlight. They, ha- they have phones. Yeah. You have all, a flashlight on your phone. All seems quiet in the house until that fucking demon comes lunging at them in a rather oh my God. terrifying uh, image. Yeah, it is. Have you seen like the like the paused version of it? Yes, it is scary. But it looks like Insidious, but blue. Yeah, of it red. does. Yeah, like a blue guy who has like a 90s middle part with like... <laughs> <laughs> It just, yeah, it's just funny. Like when you pause it, like obviously in the movie, when you see it really quickly, you're like, oh my God, holy shit. But then you can like, in the pause version, you can like see like, oh yeah, let's look at dude with some like, some blue makeup on (laughs) and some (laughs) contacts in. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really effective. I mean, at least we see it rather quickly. I, I, I like this final scare. And then the Zoom call expires, which is why this movie's 56 minutes, because that's really all you get on a Zoom meeting if you don't upgrade to the pro version. Oh, shit. Is that why? Yeah. That's why it ends automatically, because it says your session has ended. I said, who's logging them off? The ghost? I literally have that <laughs> <Yeah>. written down. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, and then the end credits are super clever. Because it's the list of the participants that made the movie and it has their title in parentheses next to their name. I love that. Yeah, it's so good. Just well thought out. Did you see the post credit scene? Was there one? Yes. After the, they scrolled through the credits, I didn't even see this the first time. I saw it the second time and it was only because I grabbed my phone after I started. So I didn't like turn it off right away. Um, they did a real seance to prepare for the movie and it's at the end of the credits. Oh, shit. And so... Wait, no, I watched it all the way through. It didn't... Mine didn't do that. What did you watch it on? What? Shutter? I watched it on... I rented it on Amazon Prime. Oh, really? I watched it all the way through. Like, it literally... And I didn't see a seance. Yeah, so they do a real seance with a real medium. And it's almost the, the direct dialogue from the movie. But there's, like, way oh, wow. more people on it. And it's not all the actors, but it's um, some of the actors and then most of the crew. The medium sort of talking them through it but obviously not as you know with all those extra additives to it but um then when they start Gemma hears something and she starts crying so it's almost like what happens in the movie but it's real this time she's like I just hate scary stuff and I don't want to see anything or do anything and she's like crying but like trying to keep her composure and then the medium's like is there anything communicating with us if so whoever you're most attracted to give them a sign that you're here and the medium's uh, camera disconnects and then she calls the director and says that there's her internet is out oh that fuck mm-hmm. that's crazy all right well now we've made it to the end of the film um <laughs> final thoughts <laughs> um uh, my final thoughts are that this movie is super simple but so effective and Um, It's just a reminder that we don't need intricate storylines, CGI, special effects. Like, these cheap, simple movies make sense and they scare us. As horror fans, that's what we want. Totally. To be scared. And it's what makes some of these movies like this so brilliant is when you can... You don't see much, but what you see is your biggest fear because it's... 
the fear of something being there while not being there and projecting what could yeah. possibly be there. Right, so of I, course. I, love it. I would give this four and a half. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think this movie's like a like a brilliant way to play on our fears of like isolation we felt during the lockdown portion of the pandemic. Yeah, I think it's a great commentary on that. Um, I think it has all like the right amount of references to the technology of Zoom to like make it of the times like the technology doesn't feel dated at all because it was literally the technology the entire world was utilizing at the same time right and like the mere impressiveness of the the stunt work and the creation of the film is enough for me to give it like this is five stars for me like i think this was the scariest movie to come out of 2020 because not only was like a scary ghost story, it was also like a scary story about the situation most people in the world could relate to immediately because we were all in the same situation as these Mm -hmm. girls in lockdown, watching a movie about lockdown. Like like I said, I think it was my favorite horror movie of 2020. Nice. Well, we had some listener feedback on this movie. Um, Mm -hmm. That boy, Isaac. Oh, Isaac, what are you doing? He said that he didn't like this movie. He said it wasn't bad but it wasn't great either he was very uh, unimpressed he said girl i just watched host i'm like well did you like it hell no he didn't like it what i know he's crazy isaac you don't know <laughs> what you're talking about so um our friend your goliath pal um she said oh my god so scary and then she's writing down never do a seance over zoom yeah never just or, doesn't work never do a tarot reading on a podcast as we've learned also oh my god um, i know Worst Millennial says it had no business being that good. It is so good. It is really just so good. Um, Long Live Horror 13, Mr. Jordan said that he's only seen it once, but he really liked it. I'm like, yeah, I liked it the first time too. I liked it even more the second time, I think. I remember watching it for the first time and had no, I was not prepared. Not for prepared. how scary it was going to be. No. Like me, my, like I watched it with Joey, my roommate, and like it, we were like all severely freaked out by the movie. Like mm-hmm. I was like, dang, this it was is freaky. super good. Yeah. It was just, just the right amount of everything. It wasn't heavy handed. It was to the point, but it was effective. And so yeah. I loved and, it. And our last listener feedback comes from, I got five on it. Tarot. Tarot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, who is who is a practicing medium I think she just recently got into mediumship but she reads tarot she does it all follow her on Instagram at I got five on it tarot the numerical five Um, she said it's a fun one I did I actually did a reading with her one time and it was really good yeah absolutely all right is that it for host yeah we made it to the end of host we survived it oh my god somehow (laughs) somehow I cannot believe what really took place. I can't believe I could not open that window. I wish I was acting, but I actually got really scared. Oh my God, <laughs> That's what I this know. movie does to you. See, this is the effect that this movie has on you. It's just that brilliant. Yes, exactly. Like I was talking about where you freak yourself out about shit that isn't actually scary. Right. right. It's like, <laughs> are, we always have technical issues over here after the tongue freeze. Was it a demon? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, you know, <laughs> 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 Ooh, it was scary, though. All right. So, um... Before we go, we're going to plug our little social media here. So uh, follow us on Instagram at Fear the Talking Queers. You can check out our website, www.fearthetalkingqueers.com. And then don't forget to tune in every Friday to what, wherever you listen to podcasts to listen to the newest episode of Fear the Talking Queers. Make sure you tune in next week. Yes, we'll see you then. Sweet screams, bitch. Bye. Bye.